0: Curse with good ideas. The podcast about barely existing in post scarcity academia.
1: Hello everyone. We are uh, we are on episode 3 of Curse with good ideas. That's a podcast about being friends on Twitter and uh, subtweeting important academics. Today we have a lot of hosts. Uh, so we have Gabriel, um, then we have Dino, Josh as usual, and then we have Patrick as well. Uh, and what's your name, I forgot.
2: Um, my name is, actually, this is uh, this is sort of a, okay, well my name's but I go as okay. To okay. ethnography online. And um, I actually still haven't yeah. figured out uh, how much I want my, my name attached with my internet persona in general.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So we can I can I can beep your name and we can just call you deathnography if you want.
2: That could be cool too. I think it's cool okay, to call cool. somebody <laughs> deathnography. Yeah. yeah, we
3: just call you deathnography. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, for for people who don't know, what is deathnography? Like what is the account?
2: Um it's uh it's a Facebook page that I started um, last summer so the summer of, or two summers ago 2016 um, I started a, uh, a meme page on Facebook and I was mostly posting um, like academic sort of memes because I, I just finished my undergrad actually and I, I right now right. I just finished a one-year masters so I was I did anthropology and I was uh, making anthropology memes sort of as a way to like stay in the zone while I was <laughs> not in school yeah. for that, that month or those few months before uh, Before the program started, so I was kind of um, just trying to stay somehow connected with people online, and I I started making memes, and I uh, yeah sort of gained a following through um, Left Book, not really yeah yeah not really through anthropology, but more through um, through uh, the weird communists of Facebook.
1: Oh, you see, I didn't notice that. So you get uh, you get more like leftist Facebook weird Facebook followers, yeah, more than Anthro.
2: Well, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I can, I can, I can uh, try to like parse these things apart too, because there's um there's like overlap between like weird Facebook and Left Book, um, but they're mm. not. I wouldn't consider those the same things either. And I, I kind of got a following from from both.
1: From both, okay. Yeah, and like most of my and, uh, most
2: of my creative uh, like dialogue with people online is is like weird Facebook. It's like people on like the Content Zone and like real alcoholic memes and all those things. Mm. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah.
1: So, you, you think you're too edgy for Anthro Facebook? Is it like too. F- well, the, the, feel prob- good? the problem
2: is that Anthro Facebook doesn't really exist. Uh, so, it's like, or I mean, like, it, it doesn't really, uh, it's not a big community or anything.
1: Like Anthro Facebook is more like old professors ranting about stuff. Well, um, it,
2: I think I think that, like, it doesn't exist in the same way that, like, Left or Weird Facebook does. Like, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. You can just look up your profs on, like, if undergrads can look up their profs online and then, like, see, uh, see their weird rants and like <laughs> most of the people most of these professors like don't have their privacy settings like in check so like <laughs> yeah 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 it is really just like it is like middle-aged and older people on facebook just <laughs> ranting at each other
1: um, yeah like doing self-promotion or posting like feel good anthro yeah, yeah,
2: yeah memes
3: yeah
1: yeah
2: they're not um so they're not making cool content
3: through facebook groups
2: um none or that no? i'm a part of Really. Oh, okay. And I mean, like, I've, I've looked. Like, I, I don't know if it's happened in the last few months. Like, I've sort of, I sort of gave up on my search. But, I mean, all last year, I, on, uh, on uh, Instagram, I was kind of, um, I would just, like, search, like, hashtag ethnography. And I was trying to just follow as many ethnographers as possible on Instagram. But I never found anyone who was making memes. And then on Facebook, as far as I know, there's, like, one other page that does, like, specifically anthracism. Logical means. Although you might know yeah, some I more. Think, There's like. Uh,
1: nah, I think ethnographers take themselves really seriously. So if they use the hashtag, yeah, we're not ethnography. Not it's not funny people generally. Post, like, so. Yeah, they're just posting fieldwork photos and be like, "Oh my god, I'm on the field."
2: Yeah, it's not um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like it's pretty it's pretty sincere most of the stuff that's that's out there.
1: Yeah. So how how big is your page? I didn't check like how many followers you have.
2: Um i can click on it now i have uh it doesn't say the exact oh it's like 20k it's like twenty thousand.
1: can you monetize it did did you make money out of it
2: no no one on weird facebook makes money uh (laughs) i don't know i mean like as a generally like i'm sure someone's figured it. i think there's like one meme page where they they sell t-shirts um like based on some of their you know their memes like they'll, they'll they'll have like a link but uh i don't think anyone's monetized their their meme page in any like real way <laughs> no one's making a living from being like a facebook no, comedian sure. yeah
1: have your memes been stolen by uh, some academic publisher to do promotion because i've seen verso does that on twitter
2: no well actually not that okay, i know no of yeah. i mean i i i would i would, that'd be cool if it happened um like i've stopped caring about people stealing my stuff because it's just sort of like part of the game at this point like
1: yeah sure sure i
2: mean like when i first started i was like what the fuck like like these people stole my ideas and like they chopped off my watermark. Like, I, I put it at the bottom, like, at ethnography, and someone, like, just cropped it off, and I was like, these fiends, yeah. like, how could they? And then now I've just, I've, I've simmered down a little bit. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. That's the
1: meme words.
2: It's just, it's just how it works. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no one's making money. It's like, it, it doesn't matter. I've, I've got a question because
0: maybe it's just more of a reflection of the meme pages that I'm looking at on, on Facebook or whatever, but do you have any overlap... In terms of your audience or your interaction with um, with like uh, with the sort of like weird slash like China end of memes like avant-garde memes from China or living S- in China ironically
2: or living in yeah. Asia ironically yeah dank
0: ones. dank Daoist memes
2: love that uh, um, yeah I S- think I follow dank Daoist memes uh, let me see yeah S- oh no, I actually don't yeah S- but S- I, I know I know the ones you're talking about sorry go on. Oh, I was just gonna list more. I just love that. Yeah, no, go
0: Facebook. for it. Uh, memes, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you do you do you do you have any audience interaction there or am I the only person in that part of the Venn diagram?
2: I think you're I think you're the only person. Like I've I've skirted along like, you know, uh, the edges of many uh, weird Facebook sort of subcultures, but I that's mm-hmm. not one that I'm like I'm interacting with people in mostly I, I don't think.
0: I say, yeah. It must have just yeah. been a, a kind of coincidence of um, when I found your page or the particular content that I must have internalized. You, uh,
2: did you do like your field work in Hong Kong? Is that
0: why you were there this summer?
2: Um, yeah, like I mean, my my dad's from Hong Kong, and like I, I'm I'm like mixed. I, I'm like Chinese, so I, I go back. So, like I, I don't know. I just. Some reason, like people sort of assume I'm white on my page, but uh, and I've like posted stuff about like multiraciality and shit like that. Uh, my fieldwork doesn't have anything to do with race, it's or like you know, uh, it's not like focused on that. It's about um, uh, migrant workers in Hong Kong, so like Indonesian migrant workers. So I'm sort of, uh,
1: oh, right, right,
2: right. Yeah, so I'm like connected with that community in uh, in Hong Kong. Um, and I have family there because my you know, like I'm uh, on my dad's side, so I, I stay with my grandmother while I'm, while I'm in Hong Kong.
1: Okay, that's pretty cool because both me and dino did our phds in hong kong yeah well and, like who, is, we is someone either. in
2: hong kong right now on this cha- on this chat someone mm, i don't think so oh, okay okay someone someone had their location as kowloon um
1: uh, maybe maybe i still have it i forgot where i put it because i was in hong kong a couple of years i ago. think that's you that's yeah, you. yeah no, okay. I, I didn't change it but yeah but we did our phds there it was not strictly anthropology and we were not doing anything related to migrant workers but i think mm-hmm. we know quite a lot of people that do that yeah there'd be
2: yeah you would know a few uh, it's pretty like social it's pretty... work yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Social works, yeah. sociology
1: yeah. Mig- mostly like Shenzhen migrants and oh, okay that's cool yeah yeah can you can you say a bit more about your uh, like I don't know training or what do you think uh, of anthropology sure no it's it, not too yeah yeah, yeah yeah
2: I can I can talk about like my my uh sort of like personal history doing field work there um yeah sure 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 I mean uh so I first went to uh Hong Kong to study with migrant workers as like an undergrad, I got some funding from the school, and uh, I mean, I, I wasn't like actually very good at school to begin with. Like when I was in my, I, I got better, better, but in like my first and second year of university, I wasn't sure if I was going go to go into grad school or anything. So I just thought mm. like, you know, if I'm not going to do another degree after this, I might as well just try to do as much uh, fieldwork as I can because that seemed like real anthropology to me at the time. I was just like, well, that seems sure. like the real deal, so I would, I'll just try to max out on that. So I took as many practicum courses as I could, and I. Uh, you know, signed up to, you know, get, a uh, some money so I could go to Hong Kong and like do some like independent research there. So I got a supervisor and all that. And I ended up going and, um, and uh, I didn't have any contacts in like in the mm. Indonesian migrant community there, and I actually wrote a, a piece about it for Anthropology News. That for some reason, it's not like open access. I don't really know what their their deal is with like older articles, but it kind of like cycles offline. It's like only members of like the AAA mm. can like access it. But um,
1: can see it, yeah. Yeah,
2: like I have hard copies still, but it, yeah, I can't I can't link you unfortunately, but. Um, yeah, I went to Hong Kong and, like, basically just, like, dropped into this community and, like, sent an email two weeks before. <laughs> like, it really didn't plan things out properly. I'd taken, like, one practical course at school before. Like, done an ethnography in a gym on campus. Sounds good. At, yeah, University of Toronto. And, um, yeah, like, I, I just sort of, like, airdropped into the community and, like, was super nervous. And uh, they Which just... Which community was that? Yeah, the, the Indonesian Migrant Workers of Hong Kong. So, like, uh, in Victoria... So, Park. there is
1: like, a big... Oh, there's like a big community. Like yeah, there's a, well, there, community. there's like
2: hundreds of thousands of uh, I, I think four hundred thousand yeah. uh, like migrant workers in Hong Kong, um, like domestic migrant workers, right. and then um, slightly under half of them are are from Indonesia.
1: Okay. Yeah. Did you study Indonesian or are you just talk? Uh, see, English that's what, like or... yeah. When I
2: when I went as an undergrad, I didn't even try because I was like, well, their English is going to be better than my Bahasa, right. like. You know in the amount of time that i had sure. and uh i don't know yeah, really, especially don't, if
1: they work in hong kong yeah like, and yeah, like yeah,
2: exactly so like I, and i was like well my yeah I, I don't have enough time and i'm not like that great at learning new languages so i didn't really try and then uh this summer i went back uh as a graduate student and then i tried to continue my field work there and um mm-hmm. this summer i focused uh, on music so like the, the uh, music of activists um in that community mm-hmm. and I, I learned about um Dengdut, which is this uh I don't know if you've heard of it, it's this Indonesian genre of music. Um it's from like the nineteen seventies, but it's sort of this mix of um like uh, Indian music, um like Indian musical tradition, so there's like tabla involved, and then there's like a bit of like Western rock, so there are guitars, and um they're like sort of
1: No, I never heard of it.
2: It's it's a uh, but- yeah, it's got a very distinct sound. Like I'd never heard of it before the summer, and then someone had told told me about it, and I I had to write not a full thesis it was like a major research paper so a bit shorter and um, I decided to like focus on this type of music and a few other uh, subgenres um that people were playing in Victoria Park and like using sort of like in conjunction with their their activism so I because
1: uh, mm, it's cool I think uh is it the case that in Hong Kong a lot of uh musicians and like pubs and um yeah mostly pubs and bars are Indonesians
2: um sorry
1: have you noticed it Cause like you know the expert bars where they have live music.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I always. I, I don't know if they're got they're the Indonesian. sense that they were. Yeah, I. I, okay. I mean, they're I've been, been to. I went to one. The, from the, the Philippines. Philippines. I went to one bar in Wan Chai that had uh, like a live band that was really good, and I think they're either from the Philippines or from Indonesia. It was yeah, guys. Philippines or yeah, Indonesia, maybe.
1: But this is not connected. Like the one mm-hmm. you're talking about is more like something they do for themselves. Yeah,
2: this is this is like mostly women, and it's like mostly oh, okay. for uh, like almost entirely women like cuz the domestic workers in, in Hong Kong are like like almost entirely women. Um Yeah, sure. Yeah, and like most of the activist groups like they're they're all women and uh yeah, uh, the the are almost entirely women. Um yeah, the music that they play like a lot of it is is uh, explicitly for activism. Like it's not it, it, like they might be musicians on the side just for fun as well and like fun is like sort of like a thing that like enjoyment of music is important, but it is also to like garner support for their their cause and to like you know kind of uh, corral the masses and everything. Like it's it's got this sort of like um it's it's a little bit of like an older in some ways like an older idea of what like political like protest music should be. But um, mm. like yeah, really just trying to gather support and like try to trying to get people uh, together under a banner. So like an- like very you know like uh, music there's a lot of anthems that sort of thing like marches. Uh, yeah. You, are you, are you uh are you
0: doing anything in the way of sort of like audio ethnography of this cuz i to to keep the content as online and spicy as possible for a discussion today um i you also have like a soundcloud page that it, yeah, dude. Uh, that i really um, like i i think your music's really lovely but i and i've also noticed that you you seem to have what seems like field recordings in some of your yeah I do some
1: yeah, that's a, yeah that's a, a big spicy. okay <laughs> all
2: right here's the reveal can you guys see that I just I just sent the link
1: yeah, yeah yeah I will I will paste it later in okay, the cool. description so
2: um I I have two recordings up there or like two two different um, tracks on there one is a I called it a sound collage which is just like a you know I don't know if that's what other people would call it but. Uh, a bunch of field recordings i took during my like undergraduate research so when i was like uh when i was there in 20 2014 and um it's sort of like a weird mix of things and there's no there's no narrative for anything like that uh but it has hmm. you know uh, a clip from an interview it has a clip of me beatboxing while someone's playing piano or, or actually wait no, i'm playing piano and beatboxing and a few people are singing um there's there's a, a bit of someone freestyling because there's like a, I knew a freestyle rapper. She's since gone back to uh, Indonesia, but she was, you know, freestyling over, um, over a, uh, a Chris Brown track. Like it was just a bunch of, bunch of things. Yeah. <laughs> All kind of smushed together. But, um, I posted, how did
1: you, re- how did you record them? Like, I posted them with the, you know, like a zoom mic. More?
2: Like, yeah, no, I like, oh, I got okay, like yeah. the sort of the, the basic zoom, I think it's like H1N1, but like everyone has that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that basic mic.
1: Isn't A isn't H one N one the name of like the Avian flu virus?
2: Yeah, it's the bird flu. Yeah, I might be wrong. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is it the real quick great H- product name? No, I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. It's not H one N one is it? Zoom H one I don't know. Yeah, uh, Zoom H one. It's just H one? I think it's well, just H one
1: it's a great name.
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. yeah, so I I got the, the avian flu uh sound recorder and I, I went out there and I just yeah. Uh but I, I think about. uh
1: I listened to some field recordings, um some artists that do field recordings that do this kind of stuff. Like it's not just simply field recordings. They they mix, you know, music making interviews and it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, no, like I that so, yeah, I, I, I recommend you check out my my little sound collage, because it's got it's got yeah, 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 yeah a little yeah. mix of things. And then I um so did you... I, well I posted um I posted this this other thing I called it protest action um it's another track I'll link you to um but uh I I, t- I took I took uh s- like recordings of Indonesian migrant workers like their their organizations singing in front of the Indonesian consulate in, in Hong Kong at a protest mm. and uh I I sort of remixed it like I turned it into like this dubstepy kind of sound like an electronic kind of thing it was just like a really quick mix that i made but i thought it'd be kind of fun to do a remix of the sound recording and then this summer i went back to hong kong and one of my friends who had been there at the protest she had taken my remix and then put it over a video that she'd made like a uh, sort of a promotional oh, wow, video cool. for one of her organizations so there was this sort of like back and forth of like remixing and yeah, that's, that's pretty cool yeah it was, it was kind of neat you- i i wrote about it a little bit in my uh in my thesis uh this okay so
1: you, you managed to make it look valid in, in
2: writing because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm.
1: always hard to, to to make people to like you know your professors or whatever be like oh yeah i did sound recordings and yeah it's a valid yeah. form of
2: yeah, yeah. well because like especially because there's no i mean like i'm not an ethnomusicologist so i had to like pretend to be an ethnomusicologist all summer and uh sort of like hand in ethnomusicology stuff to my non-ethnomusicologist profs and just like my supervisor would just be like, this is this is what I did. But I, I had to be sort yeah, of explicit yeah, yeah. about that in my thesis. Like, I'm not an ethnomusicologist, and these are the limitations of, you know, I, yeah, my project. Yeah, but
1: it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, yeah, most yeah, a- yeah. ethnomusicologists are just um, anthropologists who would have some music classes or the other way around. I mean...
2: Well, they're just they're just people who <laughs> have had anthropology and music at the same Pretty time. Pretty much no i just kidding.
1: yeah especially I mean especially with these kinds of music making like um, you know protest music and you, you don't really need to be an ethnomusicologist to do research about it
2: yeah and I, I mean I have friends in ethnomusicology so I was like asking them for their yeah employee. you can ask around and, yeah sure. I mean I think with a lot of like anthropological endeavors, you can kind of do these interdisciplinary crossovers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Works out fine most of the time. Let's over here. Yeah, yeah, just like Call
1: you at
2: 16:30, but. You, no one received the call, okay? Okay. And then we didn't know you come or not. Uh, if you yeah. don't want to come, just inform us. Yeah. Okay, we will we show our police officer, okay? Uh, okay. We yeah. have so many things to do, yeah. so, okay? okay.
1: new employer. Uh, so in the first employer I got seven months pay cut then in the second employer I have five five more months pay cut so total is like
2: a year, a whole year uh, pay cut for working in Hong Kong. Is that Oh, oh, oh wait, <laughs> it's okay. No, 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 no. We can say last course or last chord? Last course. Oh shit, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it was good. I okay. didn't know you could do that. You, you could... Thank you.
0: Can you tell us about uh, maybe just about your music, more more generally? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Lately, I I've been very fond of a meme you've been working on lately about uh, sort of about your infatuation with uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Oh, and, and my God. The difference between <laughs> the, the sad boy
2: and the tragic man. Oh, um, Jesus. Okay, let's pull up the meme one second. Yeah. I, need to, I need to see it again.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should put it in the cover art for this episode so people have Yeah, please do. All right. Please
2: well, do. I <laughs> mean, I, okay, so I, I kind of jumped on, like, I, I didn't listen to the Beach Boys growing up, and I, in fact, the first time I, I really listened to them was this summer. Um, so I was in Hong Kong, and I was, like, finishing up my thesis, and, like, uh, I found a, I was, you know, on YouTube. Because that's that's how I was distracting myself, and I found this this video essay that some some nerd had made uh, that was called like Why Brian Wilson is a Genius, and I, I checked it out, and I was like, okay, I don't really know anything about him aside from like the Bare Naked Lady song about him, and uh, it was just like it was really like the music didn't really appeal to me at first, but his story kind of did. Like this video essay explained like the life of Brian Wilson and like his struggles with mental illness and like uh, being held hostage basically by a psychiatrist. I'm like, well, that's really interesting, and I you know. Started uh, listening to some Beach Boys albums on Spotify and then quickly became obsessed. I've listened to Pet Sounds, like, countless times since August. Yeah, and then I started making weird memes about it. And I I discovered, like, you know, how there's, like, shit-posting groups for every sub-fandom in existence on Facebook. There's uh, Beach Boys surf posting. So I've been uh, posting stuff on surf posting and, like, trying to (laughs) promote my meme page there.
1: Oh, so you're just, you have a very specialized public for that.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there's, like, that's the great thing about facebook right there's just like specialized publics and there's like everywhere like for everything so if i want to make a weird meme about if i want to make a set of weird memes say about brian wilson like i can i can get some followers out of that i can get like some traffic um from just doing that and it it doesn't really conflict with like my brand identity yeah with the the rest Yeah. yeah that's like not really like a thing on facebook either too right like meme pages Change direction all the time. It's not really like it's not like an actual brand. People aren't going to be like, "Well, yeah, ethnography yeah, yeah, is supposed yeah, sure. to be anthrop- anthropological, and what the fuck is this Brian Wilson stuff?" It's just like, okay, I guess this is happening now, and it just shows up <laughs> on their feeds, and they scroll past it if they're not interested. So yeah.
1: How about the uh, the more the more ethnography anthropology related memes? Did you get any feedback from anthropologists? They were like, "Oh, this is amazing. I really feel for this," or this like just general public who's like, "What the fuck is this?" But it's um, funny.
2: The- well, okay, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange because there's this like weird. Um, I don't know if I like I could graph it out somehow. But if I make a meme that's really, really, really specific, and I found this with other meme pages too. Like if I make something that's like super specific about anthropology, for mm. some reason those ones get really popular. Like that. Those are the ones mm. that actually get circulated around. Like if I make some really um, like dopey meme that's like kind of anthropological and a kind of general then people don't get as into it but if i make something really specific then it suddenly gets shared amongst like actual anthropologists or specialists and are like big nerds about it and it actually gets a lot more traffic if i'm like really you know um super specific about it and i found that with other meme pages too like if i look at the stuff that they make if it's like really specific then it you know uh
1: so yes specificity pays
2: yeah and I, i mean i'm looking at one right now where it's like i made this diagram um of a uh like anthropological schools of thought, uh, and yeah. and I don't know if you've seen the iceberg meme. Um,
1: yeah, I know. The, I know the iceberg meme. Yeah, so I, I, know, I, I made I an anthropological one,
2: um, but this one got like more traffic than most of my memes, like quite a bit more, and. It was like really, really, really specific. Like it was, it was a bunch of like anthropological schools of thought. Like you wouldn't understand the meme if you weren't in anthropology. Like if you weren't at least taking a few classes uh, in it in university. Yeah, but
1: I think I think that meme works regardless of the content because people just want to see a bunch of complicated stuff in it like regardless if it's like music genres or right, right. obscure obscure video games or whatever they just think oh that's cool Is like well the, you know need to have some
2: you need to have some interest in anthropology or else it's just like a bunch of words mm. right um yeah i know yeah. What you, i know what you mean though because I, I follow a bunch of like continental philosophy pages and like i'm not Philosopher, right. or like a philosophy uh, specialist, or anything like that. And uh, I mean, I still like the ones that are like really, really specific because I can kind of follow along. Actually, at a certain point, you can kind of like you get into the, <laughs> I guess, the specificity. Like fetishize that in itself, like, rather than. I love, I love the point on the iceberg that says
0: taking totem and taboo at face value. Well, I, I had a, <laughs> I had a
2: prof who did that. Um, I had a, mm. yeah, <laughs> an interesting class. Her name's.
1: That's a burn. Do we
2: name Do we name names here? Do we name names on this podcast? Oh, that
1: that's that's up to you. that's no, <laughs> the best. <laughs> All right, Julian okay with... a
2: call out. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with it.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, um, you uh, this whole you know, I was thinking about this lately. I was thinking about how, like, if meme pages had existed when I was an undergrad, uh, I feel like I would have lost my damn mind and never gotten off the internet. Um, <laughs> I, I just started a PhD program at Cal, but I graduated from undergrad almost 10 years ago. And um, I actually started started uh, college the year Facebook was launched, and... Uh, so, uh-huh, I was because I was going to Brown. I was like in the first like wave of when they opened up Facebook at, af- outside of Harvard. and Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What a fossil. And I, uh, <clears throat> but even, you know, so I was thinking about, and I, I follow all these continental like meme pages, and it just blows my mind the way that um, <clears throat> uh, people younger than me who are maybe encountering theory like for the first time are. Are working are working through it on on like memes, and I think actually not yeah. not doing a bad job of it either. Um, in a way, it like makes ideas like more snappy and more graspable. And then I realized mm-hmm. that that I was in fact the very problem that was I I was the abyss. It was staring back at me because I was looking <sighs> at my Facebook page and I saw that when I was a sophomore in, in college. I created a couple meme pages, they weren't meme pages, memes weren't even quite the thing they were yet. I I created a few Facebook groups called like, Jacques Derrida is the fucking shit, and uh, (laughs) Jean Baudrillard is the fucking shit too, but also kind of an asshole. Um, So uh, I don't know, what what does everyone think? I mean we're, we're talking with some real distinguished meme scholars here today. But like, <laughs> what's what's going on with this like interface between like high continental theory and memes and like how they are functioning like in a classroom kind of setting. Yeah, I, was, uh, you know, I hope that question- Jacques Derrida's it. the fucking
2: shit is still online. Oh I'm yeah. Just, everybody- Yeah, I just joined. I'm a sixth joined. member. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a fall, you made a fall, cor- fall 07 course announcement. Oh, oh. march march 30th 2007 it's still up jesus christ you know you shouldn't boost your groups unless you're prepared to back them up <laughs> <laughs> this is 10 years old man this is, <laughs> this is excellent
1: i don't know i don't know if it's about
2: you're theory like the if group. it's
1: more about like more about academia like uh, students being like uh you know wanting to push back against whatever professor is in class trying to make sense of you know all the complicated terms and readings and
2: things mm.
1: i feel it's more like a, a way of even showing solidarity among students and yeah. having fun mm. while studying stuff there, there's i mean not necessarily students. Mm-hmm. i mean grad students as well or young academics whatever whereas current in the vernacular of facebook can enjoy this kind of stuff
2: yeah i i, I see a lot of like uh i mean this was this was more oh, there uh like I, I saw in this like the pre-ironic um, sort of meme era, uh, there were some, like I've found these artifacts, these like anthropological, there there are these like, you know, the, you remember the, um, I forget what they're co- even called now, but the, you know, they'd have the, uh, like a fox in the middle and it's like, you know, a big splash of color in the background. What is it? The reaction? God oh, the,
1: um, what was it called? Them? It's not reaction images. It's like Something uh, image macros. Something
2: animals. Advice animals.
1: Oh, advice animals. Yeah, yeah. advice yeah.
2: animals. So there's a, there were advice animals that had to do with anthropology but you know, like terrible jokes like really like not funny at all and the, those I think were more about they weren't trying to like grapple with any sort of idea and they weren't like there wasn't any position to them there was just like a reference to uh Foucault or something and then you know a bunch of undergraduates would be like oh my god like I'm learning about Foucault and there's other people learning about Foucault and we're all online together like lol like I didn't understand that chapter either or whatever like it's it's just like you know purely purely about the community not about Foucault in any sort of way.
1: Yeah, I think these were pre there were still like memes but not dank
2: yet. They were not dank at all. There were there were no levels of <laughs> yeah. irony. We were like Yeah. Um I actually here I found one. Yeah, so there's like an advice animal. It's got a fox in the middle. Um I don't even know what that one's supposed to be and it says on the top in impact font obviously. Names kid Australopithecus afarensis. Yeah. And then on the bottom it says says calls her lucy and that was stated that was shared mm. by the colorado state university department of anthropology
1: oh that's amazing
2: yeah i'll, I'll send it to you on that's... on skype but it's that that was the sort of stuff that was getting shared um and still does get shared and it's like that is just yeah. purely about i'm in anthropology you're in anthropology let's shake hands like
1: yeah yeah, yeah. more like signaling pro- professional yes uh, humor but it's yeah. not like it's not ironic or whatever no, no. I, no. I feel there's like pretty evident generational distinction of facebook especially among academics like you would see you know the more you know older professors that are still they want to be hip and use facebook they're like discussing very serious things super long comments or getting mad yeah. well marshall Solence went in on some yeah some marshall Saenz. yeah he was just like on
2: his personal facebook just like yeah was about,
1: what was that um, about that was
2: about um the name savage minds being changed oh yeah Andrew the
1: new savage mind names all right yeah that, yeah that was pretty big I don't know if like it was it was um, a while ago scroll back that far. I remember seeing it live like when it happened. Yeah, it know? was
2: it was pretty wild. <laughs> what happened?
1: Cuz cuz Savage Minds decided to change their name because savage was kind of, you know, Racist, not such a yeah. great word in anthropology. Yeah. So they, I think they had a contest or, or like vote, voted for a change of name. And then eventually they decided for anthrodendum.
2: Which is terrible. Who, but... Yeah, a lot of people wow. thought
1: it, it, it doesn't mean, I mean, it's not clear what it means. And you need to know Latin and you need to, you know, know how to mix words and whatever. So I think Marshall silence just popped up in the comment feed and said like, it's a terrible name or whatever I forgot
2: yeah well I'm trying to find I can't find it but yeah he was he was not but he me. he
1: was like he was like this like random guy raging at something and on Facebook he was just super weird yeah I don't know like for, from an anthropologist I would expect he would like try to understand the local production of whatever but it was like it was just terrible what um, do you mean like I don't know I mean like as an anthropologist, if you End up on a Facebook page and you see something that irritates you. Maybe you tr- you should try to you know be ethnographically aware of what's uh, going on. Try to understand why they change a the name and right. how you use Facebook comments. And not, I mean, I think I likely. think
2: what he probably thought was that he was like in the company of colleagues or something. He didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I don't know how Marshall Solins thinks about <laughs> how Marshall Solins thinks. Um, <laughs> Uh, about like yeah. the internet like I don't know how he about Facebook yeah like I don't know how he he saw it but I, I figured it is a generational thing and that he probably did just think he was like you know in the company of other anthropologists and he would just you know air yeah his because there's like,
1: also there's also a lot of younger academics that don't feel that uh safe of having fun on Facebook about their professional yeah stuff you yeah. know so alternative accounts and people who are like just totally professional about it and don't want to, you know, put out the slightest thing that could put them in trouble. So it's, it's really very layered. I had, um, that's why not me. (laughs) No, do you, do you, do you, do you you feel like, uh, Um, the big thing, I think the big, like the great divider is if, if you put your real name or not, like the decision of having like a professional account with your real name on it, then you need to be like completely professional because you know if in a couple of years somebody hires you and then finds that in 2011 you endorsed marshall silence then you can get fired i don't know
2: <laughs> <laughs> they find the, the savage minds oh anthrodent yeah. Yeah, yeah, they... yeah yeah <laughs> it seems like you liked one of marshall silence's uh comments back in 2017 care to explain that
1: yes no
0: yeah it's not... <laughs> yeah um i i can i uh... Can I interject a question here? Get,
1: yeah, everybody can. Gabriela, you,
0: you, uh, the, the way you uh, sort of uh, snap periodized memes there was very interesting when you were like, it was pre-dank. Um, yeah. I think I, I, I know immediately like what you're talking about because, because of course, there have been things like memes for quite a while. Like, All Your Base Are Belonged to Us was maybe kind of yeah. like yeah, a yeah, meme, yeah. and that was oh, like 15 years ago almost. And so it's like... Um, I guess, and this has come up on the Slack before, right? Uh, people have asked, "What is yeah, what is yeah, dankness?" Yeah. And so maybe we could talk about that. Like, a, what dankness is, but also, how do you keep it dank? Um, your mm. your page is so dank. Do you think about the dankness quotient of your memes? How how do you stay on the cutting edge of dankness?
2: Okay, well, I, this is um, this is less about like the concept of dankness, but I think it kind of is about the concept of dankness. i uh, I'll share a story about the the wrong chat. It's called the wrong chat. Um, it's a secret Facebook chat. Uh, well, it's not really secret, but uh, it's a Facebook chat full of meme admins that I'm a part of. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, you know, uh, Jack uh, Wagner or Wagner. I don't know how he pronounces his own name. He's American, but he's uh, I never heard Versace Tamagotchi on uh, Instagram. But he he once said that all like ninety percent of the content you see on these meme pages are created by like 30 to 40 people yeah. i think that's like a bit mm-hmm. of an exaggeration but it's it's true that the community of like people who are like content creators or whatever you want to call them meme admins memers um it is pretty small like it is it like everyone does know everyone and it's like pretty easy to like for admins to like you know, connect with each other and stuff. And it's like, it's not this like vast network. It is really like a, a community of people who are like really, you know, swaying or not like swaying the minds of people, but like have, you know, some sort of effect on millions of people online. Like they, we do have uh like this enormous following. But last year, uh, there was this problem where people were getting zucked. People were getting their, um, that's what they were calling it, when uh, Facebook would take down a page, uh, like Mark Zuckerberg zuck. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if you got zucked, that means that your Facebook page got um, <laughs> deleted. Like in your, it could have been for posting something actually offensive, or as we found out last year, it could have been for posting something that made fun of white people. And mm. um, that was a big thing where it's like all these groups that, or sorry, all these pages that were um, posting things like, you know, white people think that avocado is spicy or something. Suddenly their page gets taken down. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, and it was, like, this, it was a big, it was a big issue. And, like, all these, like, enormous pages were getting, like, I mean, did any of you follow Lettuce Dog? Yeah. No? no? Yeah, Lettuce Dog That's was... a good name. Yeah, Let- Lettuce Dog was, like, really at the heart of weird Facebook for a while. Lettuce Dog was, like, a really, like, powerful, you know, amazing page. The admin, she's a genius. Um, and they actually had a few... Uh, moderators and stuff on there adding adding content but um yeah lettuce dog is she was taking like stock images and like putting you know like a single cool text phrase thing over the stock image and that was like the meme and like that was her style and like obviously everyone's kind of doing that that thing now i don't mm. know if she was like the very first one to do it but she was doing it really really well and uh, making okay. m- making fun of like really specific subcultures and that sort of thing now her page got taken down because she made fun of um i think she was critical of israel and then uh people online who are like anti-bds they took down lettuce doc they they uh just spammed enough complaints and you know facebook's algorithm or whatever there's clearly not a person who's actually reviewing the complaints or there wasn't at least uh, earlier on yeah so all these pages were just getting taken down if they got enough complaints in a short enough period of time like i don't know the formula i don't think anyone does but um all these like weird facebook pages were just getting taken down by alt-right trolls and it was like this big mess so yeah uh, but
1: actually i mean you can get you can get blocked from facebook for like at least a day just with one single report because i tried oh yeah
2: that's (laughs) like as a test did you like
1: yeah there was a guy who posted a like a picture of a naked woman or something and he was my friend i was just like i'm gonna report you just for fun right <laughs> and i reported okay. him and he got blocked like instantly so Damn. it's like it's just algorithmically driven and then probably reviewed by someone after 24 hours or okay. something but yeah so i think it, you don't need a lot to be yeah. blocked
2: well the, yeah there were these these pages that were enormous and they had i mean lettuce talk had like a hundred thousand likes or something um, mm. and that's like all that work too because you get like attached with your page and like you put all that labor into it and you weren't getting paid like it was all about just like you know the likes and like people enjoying your content and now that's just gone it's just like you know disappears people are getting like their pages permanently uh
1: yeah yeah sure
2: deleted so last year that was happening and this was like in october or september and um a bunch of meme admins came up with this funny idea to do like a meme strike and they called it Zuxit mm. after like brexit <laughs> um so like as for Zuxit, it like all these all these pages it was like hundreds of pages um like went offline for three days and it was like this uh You know, a meme strike. And we figured on some level, like Facebook might be able to. I mean, like obviously it wasn't going to do anything, but someone did some math and they're like, well, if you think about the reach that all these pages generate, like the amount of traffic and like, you know, ads or whatever, like someone was like, it could actually cost. Facebook a tiny bit of money if, like, all these content creators immediately, like, you know, or mm. in a coordinated way shut off their things. It could, like, get some get noticed somehow. Um, and it totally didn't. But the the good thing about it was that it actually brought together all these, like, meme admins And we were suddenly in these, like, enormous chats to, like, coordinate the strike. And it was, like, hundreds of people. Or, like, not hundreds. Wow, it was, like, cool. tens and tens of people who were, like, yeah, but it, it was really weird because, like, some of the people were... It was, like, all the different corners of, like, meme makers on Facebook because, like, everyone kind of had a stake in it. Yeah. So, was uh, it
1: still was it still very much uh north american based or you uh, i think it was seen... yeah i think it was okay.
2: because i mean a lot of this stuff is right like weird facebook yeah north yeah american.
1: just to get a sense of, of yeah. yeah
2: um so like all these all these meme admins were like arguing in the facebook chats and like because in a facebook chat they're like anyone can destroy the chat anyone can like kick everyone from the chat and then ruin it so <laughs> there's just yeah, right. this like just constant iterations of these chats with like new names like version like six or whatever because like i'm exaggerating but like you know people were kicking each other off these chats and like Factions were forming and so like this person's an asshole like we can't have him in the chat because he's just like he doesn't believe in anything He's just gonna kick us all and like, he's gonna waste all our time um, There was like the office the water cooler These were names of some of the chats and one of them became over time It became uh, the wrong chat and it was sort of like a play on like mm. oh Sorry wrong chat like if you send someone the wrong message ah. <laughs> So it was supposed to be just this like and it, it was a really cool group like um, I mean It continues to be like I'm still in the chat and uh, people would crit- how many
1: people are in
2: there? Um, like now I think there are 40 40 people in it mm-hmm. and okay. it's uh, and no one's like kicking anyone it's like everyone's cool in there yeah like I just posted something the other day uh, mostly it's it's people who run like weird Facebook pages, uh, like not not so gonna, much left book.
1: Are you going to write this paper? Am I going to yeah, like you have a you have a research paper in there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> about the great about <laughs> well, the great uh, meme strike of two thousand sixteen. Well, I, I, yeah <laughs>
2: maybe I, I mean I did a I did a uh, a conference presentation um, okay. on ethnography earlier this year and uh, I did talk oh, about left sweet. book and stuff but I, I realized while I was doing it and I talked about this during the presentation like how I didn't want to over theorize certain things and mm. um, I mean this is all related back to that question about like what makes a page dank or whatever you want to call it um,
1: yeah I mean I think it's it's there's been a lot of periods for memes because even um, what Pat the, the one Patrick just mentioned like, well, no, one, on no basically... one calls
2: a dank in the wrong chat like no one would use the, even that terminology yeah, is kind of dated like yeah, no one's talking course. about dank memes it's uh, you yeah know, it just make I, I think
1: there's been like there's been, like, stuff before memes, and then there's been memes, and then people have started calling memes memes, and then the, it's become, like, this yeah. huge thing that, like, nine, nine, nine-year-olds were using, and so... Right, right. Yeah. Mm, older people were like oh no and now it's dank memes and then after dank memes they were like "Aum." and then we're facebook or your twitter like there's so many different kinds or even the ones just like uh stock images some kind of these some kind of genres don't even have their names you just know what they are and why they're funny but
2: yeah well i i just think that over theorizing it's like explaining a joke And I mean, yeah, it's interesting for academics and stuff, but, uh, it's, it's never really interested me to like, there, there are groups where people do this. Like, I don't know if you're on the philosophers meme. That's like one of the, the big groups where people, uh, and like when I said the pre-ironic era, that's like using. Um, mm-hmm. um, there's like one sort of like school of thought, or I guess, or like, uh, yeah, people, like people are, yeah, people. Post Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like the, even these like terms, like people like charting these things out. They, like there's on the philosophers mean there's like certain eras that are commonly accepted as oh, okay. uh, yeah having existed or, or like you know being distinct from each other. Um, but I, I I don't actually like doing that stuff that much, just because I find it it does sort of like take me out of like the zone, which should be like. <laughs> sharing content mm-hmm. with wrong chat people and like critiquing each other's memes and like doing the actual like you know funny stuff that <laughs> gets us all likes and traffic so, so
1: you think you think that like critiquing each other memes in chat is different from theorizing memes from the outside like it's a different yeah because i mean
2: i tried to do this in the chat at one point like i w- uh, i kind of came in it as like i was the nerd of the chat because i was like in grad school and trying to like you know talk i was making anthropological memes and none of the other people in the, the chat were doing that sort of stuff and like i at some points so i was like trying to theorize i was like hey do you think like you know weird facebook and left bo- left book i was like making these distinctions and i was like trying to talk about this and then people were just sort of like can you can you please stop this is like not fun <laughs> this isn't like a fun exercise yeah, for us <laughs> it's
1: i i'm not i'm not really familiar with with facebook i haven't followed facebook memes but yeah, you're on twitter uh, right followed, you're on twitter yeah pretty much on twitter but before i followed uh, 4chan for a few years and mm. it's the same thing like yeah. you would never go on 4chan to discuss memes <laughs> you know
2: you just yeah, you just come off as this enormous nerd if you if you talk about certain things. Yeah, alone. and people but be
1: like, it's just it's not it is it isn't that?
2: it isn't fun for most people." And I mean, like, I can enjoy it sometimes, but it's like you know. If I, if I if i do it for yeah long, maybe I'm you don't do anymore. it
1: on platform like you you can do it you can do it with friends at a pub you know or, mm-hmm, or on a mm-hmm. podcast but yeah. you don't do it on the on the same platform it's just yeah. it, it's it's against the spirit
2: of it yeah yeah exactly i think yeah it's just one of those things you can't overthink it yeah that's what i like when i did my my conference presentation i, I mostly just gave an outline of like sort of the contours of weird Facebook and left book but I didn't try to like get into you know this is why it works like mm. I didn't try to like explain the mechanisms of funny because I, I really don't think that that does work in the end yeah but that's yeah.
1: pretty uh, that's pretty common in like humor research even in anthropology folklore studies the, the point is never explaining the joke because mm. you know a presentation about jokes doesn't have to be funny it's right. one of the, like one of the worst things about presentations about memes that now they're really popular right like every conference you go is like 10 yeah, presentations be, about yeah these meme or that meme, and they're always like, "Oh, here's the meme," and everybody's like, "Oh my god, so funny!"
2: But like, You yeah, can't talk about you it. You could bit, just
1: yeah. you could just go online and see memes. You <clears> don't <throat> need a conference presentation and be be shown like three funny memes. You know? Yeah, that, that,
2: my PowerPoint was just a series of it memes did. that were all really funny, and that's what made my presentation funny. It wasn't like that I was saying funny things. It's just that I brought a bunch yeah, it's of like, funny show and tell. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, this is how the meme works. Uh, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's just weird.
0: Mm-hmm. well a lot of like um, presentations at those academic conferences people just use as sort of vanity thing um, to show that they are especially older acad- academics they oh, sort of it. want to sh- yeah they, they sort of they want to just show that they're, they're updated or something or, they, or they're or they funny or
2: Oh, a lot of time it's just awkward like
1: yeah uh, but it's approaching that level of when like your mom sends you a meme on whatsapp like it's kind of the same thing so yeah. Memes
2: yes. in- yeah well I mean when I, I can't criticize people like older profs who do that because I mean like older anthropologists who do that because I I, uh, I use my presentation like I was pretty pretty much boosting my meme page at an academic conference like I was open about that too I was like this is a conference like I, I think I titled my uh, presentation deathnography like I was talking about yeah, left no, book sure. but I was also like you know follow my page like share subscribe did, like
1: <laughs> did someone follow your page
2: um I don't know like from that <laughs> room if people did but people in the room uh a few people in the room just came because of my page like they only knew oh, me from online. they knew it and they were in okay, toronto cool. and they were like yeah i'll come to the thing so that's cool yeah that was kind of yeah, neat it's pretty um, cool yeah uh there is like some real world and i mean like i've made friends uh, actually at a different conference at um, american university last year i was presenting something about like Indonesian migrant workers and my research uh, in Hong Kong, Uh, this is like last fall, and um, I got a message on my page because I'd I'd said on my page, oh, I'm going to be at AU, um, like on these dates, and someone's like, I'm going to the conference with some friends too, we love your page, etc. And then I met up with them and I'm still friends with one of them online. That was sort of a, yeah, it's just like a weird thing when you meet, meet people in real life who know about your page. It's happened a few times. Which like makes me feel validated how, on some level.
0: How are you thinking about uh, you? You mentioned at the start of the episode today that you're still thinking through how much you want to connect your online persona to your name, IRL. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how have these experiences uh, shaped shaped that thought process?
2: Well, I mean, uh, like uh, I guess I'll sort of explain more clearly. Like in, uh, I mean, like in Canada right now, in obviously in the states there's like you know a rising there's a resurgence of like open white supremacy and stuff and like people are getting doxxed all over the place and like being somewhat like left bookish and like having, you know, ties with organizing in real life as well. Uh, You know, I didn't, I don't really want to be uh, putting my name out there too much. Not that I'm doing anything like particularly like important or like that I'm some sort of like public figure or anything like that. I'm not, but um, I I just want to kind of keep a low profile, which I think a lot of people are trying to do right now. And it's sort of like a safe, a safe thing to do. Um, So I'm not like really, really paranoid about someone like doxing me on deathnography because I'm like what am what are they actually gonna do, right? Like it's not it's not like I'm banksy or something. But it's it's just like okay, I don't so
1: it's not it's not related to the professional environment. It's more related to
2: Well, I, I work in a warehouse, so I don't really have a professional environment at this point.
1: Yeah, I know sorry. I meant I meant academic like academic prospects or reputation stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people I don't have one of those avoid either. that.
2: Yeah. No, I mean like I I've I've Tried publishing a well, few that's... things and, like, uh, I'm not, but I'm not, like, you know, I'm probably not, I, I don't know if I'm going to do a PhD. I'm probably never going to, like, be teaching in the academy or anything like that. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that so much. Like, I don't really worry so much about, like, my reputation. Okay. Um, and, like, most of the people, like, on my friends list, they know that I am running this page, too. And that includes, like, sure. people who are, like professors and stuff who would be like people who would actually have some sort of bearing on my future and if I decided to go in that sort of direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, no, it's more about, it's actually more about just like safety and comfort because like I don't really want to be like, I don't want to have my face on there or something like that. Like I know some weird facebook people they'll like post they'll try to like tie their their in real life persona with their online persona and they'll like post memes like with their own photograph in it and stuff like that and I don't I don't want to have anything like that going on. Mm, got it. Yeah, it's just like sort of makes me a tiny bit uncomfortable. I'm, like I don't want people like using my real name on my page or anything like that. It's just sort of like
3: Oh uh, yeah, so uh yeah, I just wanted to thank Patrick for uh, throwing because uh, I really wanted to know what dank was, and now I learned that
2: it's lame to ask. <laughs> but uh, if <laughs> it's like it's like not a, it's not a but, thing that if yeah I don't think the word's been used like once in the wrong chat ever.
1: I mean, dank is like the same meaning as meme, but after the meme has lost its interestingness so we just call right it but d- meme dank memes.
3: we were i mean there was a period in the slack where we were uh, talking about like uh, i think we are like okay what are the spiciest chinese memes right now and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody came up with it was like meat sticks and mm-hmm. i was just like that's not that's not a meme because it doesn't count it's not something that can be re uh, remixed repurposed is that i mean that's part of it right so then dank is just a new evolution of something that's remixable i think it was but basically
1: it, it, like after memes got really popular that everybody was using them and they became like totally unfunny and everywhere was memes facebook were full of memes some i think it came out of 4chan and people were like stop using memes let's just post dank memes those are really funny and dank memes are like bad memes or unfunny memes or non even more nonsensical than normal memes or like badly Mm -hmm. drawn troll faces and this went on for like a few years, I think, and then it kind of diversified into different platforms. So you have weird Facebook, weird Twitter, dank vines, weird Instagram meme accounts, and then you know it, it kind of split up. But dank is so just, it's just, like just an being
3: objective. deliberately esoteric. It was a, like yeah, a self-differentiator. I think, but I think
1: the, the the adjective came from like weed culture, like dank weed, and then dank memes something like that is it kind of
3: rhymes yeah yeah that makes sense yeah I, I, I don't like, know
1: <laughs> yeah like memes that are really like dank I have no idea to be honest yeah just like yeah when you see them if you see a bunch of them you know okay okay, these are dank memes and then
2: well yeah I guess that makes sense with like Ber- Bernie Sanders dank meme stash right you got a stash of memes yeah 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 exactly this, this is the good like shit the, yeah. that you procured <laughs> yeah. meme dealers yeah
1: oh we have the, the one of the other topics we wrote down was Canadian stuff of oh, which I don't know anything, but, but, <laughs> because do. you guys, but because you both are from Canada, so we can do some uh, some local area studies. <laughs>
2: all right, all right.
1: Burns, I don't know. <laughs> do you want to talk about anything about Canada?
2: I mean, I've, I've like I've moved cities recently. I'm in I'm in Montreal now. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm like I, I don't know much about this city. I've just like visited a few times, so like I know something. Like I know I grew up in Toronto, um, so mm. I was like kind of connected there, and, like, I knew about the politics and stuff, but I'm here, and there's, like, a local election and stuff, and I just, like, don't know what the hell's going on. I don't really speak, I don't really speak French very well, because I grew up in Toronto, so (laughs) I'm, like, pretty lost. Like, I work in a warehouse, and I'm, like, disconnected from a lot of reality right now. It's, like, uh, (laughs) I'm living in, like, a little bubble. I'm, like, not in school. A variety of factors, so I don't, yeah, you can, uh, (laughs) if there's, like, any particular Canadian topics, maybe I can try to speak to them, but I don't know how well-informed I am at this point.
3: Does Montreal feel like Canada to you?
2: Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it does. because Like, like,
3: are you in, like, kind of a bizarro Canada? Like, I I feel like coming out of Montreal, I get to the rest of Canada and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's that place that people were talking about. And I'm like, I'm finding my way and I'm learning. But, uh, yeah, Montreal, I don't know. You you don't find you're in kind of, like, a strange space right now, like a uh, a parallel dimension? No, because it's,
2: like, I mean, it's it's another big city. It's, like, a little colder, like, a little meaner, a little more French. But uh, (laughs) it's, like, not... It's not, it's not like terribly different to my day-to-day experience. It's not like I've moved to a small town or something. Like I think the scale of things is really quite similar to where I was living in Toronto. so it's not, it's not that much of a shock. It is it just really the language thing is kind of still throwing me a little bit. but um, I'm having to like relearn um, French and I'm, I'm doing it like in a high pressure environment because I'm working at a, a spice factory actually uh, in the warehouse of a spice factory. so I'm getting all these like orders to um, you know get a box of like paprika and salt or whatever uh, and it's like all in French. And then I have to like coordinate with all these people in French and like <laughs> run around this warehouse and like all the labels are in French. Um, so there's that issue.
3: Yeah, that's a good boot camp. What, but you mentioned that it was meaner. That's something that I've, I've thought a lot about uh, coming to Ottawa. I was like, why are people hugging me? Oh, yeah? And uh, <laughs> like, why, why is everybody so polite? I don't know if it's I meanness. It's yeah, I don't. My face.
2: I know it's just like it's just uh, people. Yeah, I think the hugging thing is like no, but people kiss each other on the cheek here, so I don't know. Uh,
3: that's just us trying to well, eat French Well, that's people, disgusting. That's a French thing, though. What? <laughs> they kiss each other on both cheeks. It's You're like
2: Italian. A, like you guys thing. don't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that as well. Oh, okay. Still disgusting though. But
2: I think that's grosser than hugging.
1: No, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs>
2: Just Hugging is like a simple is, firm
1: handshake
3: please uh, hugging's too real for me <laughs> mm. <laughs> i was i don't expect it you know uh you get, people you get emotional just meet, it's like yeah we're like we're brothers now i, I expect <laughs> them to take out their palm and like take a knife down it and then we slap them together or something like that it's weird like just people i met for the first time yeah. i thought that was some kind of differentiating factor but uh yeah, what, what's the meanness? Like, did you experience something in Montreal where somebody a, just like kicked n- no, you? No,
2: it's 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 no, it's not meanness per se. It's just like a snappier demeanor in general. Um okay. Like waiters aren't necessarily going to be like super smiley with you, and I'm like fine with that too. I don't expect them to be. I've also found this in like um, in Hong Kong in some in some areas, like people in service industry, like well, they're not- Hong
1: Kong people are super like they don't give a shit well
0: what? the waitress the waiters in hong kong are notoriously impolite i mean that's the whole
2: point yeah. they're, know, they're not the super smiley with you like yeah.
1: super off-putting and
2: yeah yeah i found that a, a bit here too but it's like in toronto you get the whole smiley thing at most places and it's like you know here it's more like transactional and i've just found it to be a little a little colder but i'm, I'm fine with that because i'm usually in my own little world too so it's it's okay. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I think, think uh, some
3: people, some people on the uh, podcast, are cultivating sino-futurist sensibilities. <laughs> Do you think there's a like a maple futurist sensibility, or is it? Because I mean, we're creating a new country, right? Maple we're like. Yeah. Is there something there? I I considered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I considered walking down like a couple. Oh God, I uh, I should get the domain, just birthed, but just birth uh, the new subculture. Yeah, yeah. No, I that's think the good. I
2: think that's the serious. syrup connection could be good too. Like purple drink and like oh, maple syrup. syrup. We could we could definitely make a little like a tie in there. Like think a maple syrup bottle except purple.
3: Like you drink a lot of maple syrup and then you're, you're really like, I don't know, you got to go run or something and you listen to Maple Wave or I don't know. What is
2: Maple Wave? We just made it up. It's not a real thing. <laughs> Could be a real thing. Hey, I, 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 uh, it already exists, just Vaporwave with a U, you know, that's, what, that's how I spell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Sounds good. I'm on board for Maple Futurism. I don't know more. Oh, I, I, just maple, to, maple, I just had maple, to explain yesterday to uh,
2: my mom what steampunk was was sort of like difficult to do because she's like not online very much so she was like what the hell are you talking about and i'm like it's like the victorian era except it's the future from that era but not the future from our era and just it's steam powered not not gas or coal and she's like so that man over there with like metal gears attached to his body because it's like near halloween right she's like so that guy's doing all right and she's like is it a movie or a show or is it like is it like a comic book and i'm like no it's just you know like a bunch of like white people in their 30s who think that Steam is really cool and they just, you know, have access to power tools and they just, they just hook it up. They, they attach gears and goggles to their faces. It's just a normal thing now. Wait till she sees me. Yeah,
3: I, I guess that's an easy way to explain things to a lot of old people that you just say like, you know how 30 year old people used to have houses and things like that? Well, now they don't. So now they have amazing. subcultures. Now they have uh, fan Yeah, words. yeah. <laughs> I've pulled that a few times. Yeah, it works. It's a good explanation. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: How would you explain a podcast then?
3: Oh. (laughs) Uh.
1: It's like radio, but without airwaves.
3: The supply of intellectuals used to be really low, so... Uh, they would call you and ask you to go on TV, but right. now it's just you know overrepresented. So we we had to uh, create podcasts so we could go on them.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a grassroots yeah, movement amongst academics is. for self rep- representation. I think yeah,
1: I, 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 I saw I saw backlash against podcasts. It's, it's coming seriously. It is. It's He's already here already. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. On
2: Facebook, I've seen a bunch of things where it's or in, on Instagram as well where it's. Uh, I saw one cartoon where it's just like real punishment was the caption, and it was just like some guy explaining a podcast he's like so i was listening to this yeah. podcast about like you know farmers in uh, the andes and they oh wait i need to tell this part of the podcast first it's like someone explaining a this american life episode yeah, i mean it's coming They're yeah coming for us well that's like it's sort of replaced the water cooler for a lot of people at work that yeah, they just yeah, listen yeah. to a podcast and then they they think that's acceptable to just relay that as how was your day she's like well i listened to radio lab would you like me to tell you about the episodes that I heard or would you like me to just link you to them?
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's really cringy.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. But
3: they're the, the, the backlashes against people talking about podcasts. Like, Not the podcasts I mean, themselves. no, I don't think, yeah, people talking about, yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. But, uh, no, podcast? I don't know. It's a it's a backlash. Backlash. It's a weird like
0: threshold. It's like it's an uncertain like threshold that has to be established. Like what what happens online that you can talk about IRL? You know, like I I remember being troubled by having the impulse to talk about something that had happened on Twitter or Facebook in real life, and then at some point, maybe like three years ago, it just became. The the impulse became too much became too inexorable and now I feel like you know half of my conversations involve the internet as some like other space that's referred to but
2: sometimes the conversation takes place like in person but also like IRL and URL at the same time mm. um, like so if I'm explaining something to a person like I always have am like everyone always has their phone with them right yeah. so I have my phone and if I'm explaining yeah, something it's just them. yeah I just show them the thing where I send them something or we watch it together and I think that's like sort of a dimension that gets kind of overlooked um, there isn't like really a clear divide uh, between the online and the offline a lot of the time like because everyone is really like online all the time like we do have our phones with us all the time we can't discuss, yeah. discuss anything but
1: I, I think there are some platforms that are more um easier to talk about like it's pretty regular like it's pretty well accepted to say hey this happened on facebook or on twitter
2: but yeah you can't talk about 4chan yeah or like
1: you shouldn't yeah (laughs) go on there but
2: yeah No, yeah, definitely. Cool. Do you want to hear about um, the uh, the feud I had with the undergraduate Anthropological Student Association when I was an undergrad? That was based. Oh in, yeah, my sure, Please. yeah. I, sound, I just remembered this. this Sounds like a great
1: closing. Yeah, well, these
2: these were the first memes that I actually made. Now that I think about it, it wasn't okay. actually deathnography. So before deathnography existed, I was I mean I had an Instagram account called deathnography just because it was a fun name, and I posted yeah. some stuff that was like actually like serious stuff about like my research. I was doing some sort of like you know, field research uh, on Kensington Market, which is, like, an area in Toronto, um, and, like, some stuff on campus, too. So I was, like, you know posting field notes and that sort of thing and I was like and no one was really paying attention because it's like not funny or like very interesting that people who be able to study yeah and it's it instagram yeah yeah and it's instagram too so like you know a few people were like oh neat field notes or whatever but uh that was it so I um decided to like I kind of hijacked the undergraduate student associations instagram and like I got like I asked them if I could start posting my field notes there and they said yes and I was like great now they have like this big following of like all these undergraduates um like in the program who are going to be like you know, specifically interested in anthropology so I can post my anthro content, and get popular. No one cared there either. So I stopped posting entirely about anthropology. And then a few months later, I I decided to, like, make a a joke about, um, it was like when someone roasts you in the, it it was like a when you format one. So it was like when someone roasts you in the group chat, um, but you know, you're still friends. And it was like Radcliffe Mm. uh, Brown on uh, joking relationships. Radcliffe Brown? Yeah. Okay. On joking relationships. So it was just like... It was like a screenshot of like the first page of that. And it was like just with the when you. And I posted it in like with a stupid emoji on the side. And I posted that on the undergraduate student associations thing. A few people liked it. So I just continued to do this. Um, But then I started getting like a little more political. And I was like posting about... um, uh, I posted about some like on-campus drama. And I like made a meme about it and posted it there. And the, the internal exec like freaked out at me. Like they all got really pissed off that someone had, like, <laughs> hijacked their, <laughs> like, I wasn't elected or anything, right? But they had, like, you know, their executive of whatever, and uh, they kicked me out, and they changed the password, and then I had to, like, and then in protest, almost, I started posting my memes oh. on my own page, and, like, <laughs> made my own thing, and I, <laughs> yeah, just, so this a, is the,
1: this is the birth ethnography?
2: The whole thing is, is based in spite, is based in a, That's amazing, feud, that's amazing. yeah. <laughs>
1: are they regretting it now that you have 20k followers and they could have been famous
2: oh i don't talk to them anymore so oh wow <laughs> no, no no i don't know I like them. probably not they don't care
1: <laughs> shout out! Shout out to the undergrad anthropological association. no. They're cool. They're cool. They're they're okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do understand. I do
2: understand their point. Uh, I don't. I don't know why you want memes on your your serious undergraduate student association Instagram where you're supposed yeah, to be sure. posting you know serious content. All right. welcome thank you. For All right. Cool. Yeah.
1: Thanks for for being around. Um, yep. Cursed with good
0: ideas. podcast
1: about barely existing in post scarcity academia.